Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Rootspace Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. I'm going to have to apologize on this one. I'm going to have to apologize on this one. It's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. Um, I started talking about, I started a podcast on doing a an April bullpen in September. I started a podcast on doing an April bullpen in September, which is what this podcast is about. And I started talking and I started talking and I started talking. And eventually, I forgot where I was. I forgot what the podcast was. I hadn't written down the title. I figured, hey, I'm not going to forget this. It's easy enough to remember. But then I got X number of minutes into it and I had completely forgotten, absolutely, totally, completely, lutely forgotten where I had started. So um, I'm starting it again. It's really funny for me watching people. I'm really using the the education model these days. There are third grade decisions. There are seventh grade decisions. There are 11th grade decisions. There are grad school decisions. Realistically, a person should do the third grade decisions before they do the seventh grade decisions, before they do the 11th grade decisions, before they do the grad school decisions. Because if you do the grad school decisions first, well, you've missed the entire premise of doing the third grade decisions. The third grade decisions right now, the third grade decisions right now are assessing the current roster. Assessing the current roster. The seventh grade decision is after you have assessed the current roster, if you've, after you've assessed the current roster, make the November decisions decide which 40-man roster players, uh, which prospects that are Rule 5 eligible ought to be protected for this offseason. The logical ones so far, the ones that make the most sense, the ones that might most likely be added, Brendan Little, Danise Correa, Ethan Roberts, Jared Young, Nelson Velasquez. Not saying who, not saying which, not saying how many. Those are the five that make the most sense. Those are the five that are the most likely to get selected and retained from the Rule 5 draft. So you do November decisions. Then you do the, well, first you do the September decisions. You properly assess the talent presently on the roster and also in AAA. You assess the talent as best as possible. November decisions of the players that can be protected make the proper decisions there. Then come the December decisions, decide of the players who are currently on the roster, which ones ought to be retained. Then the grad school decisions. The grad school decisions are once everything else is all totally figured out, once you get to the off season, which guys make sense to get at it? Which guys make sense to get at it? And that gets to our point of working on a April or May bullpen in September and how absurd it is. It's so absurd hearing people right now talk about, 
Well, the Cubs ought to go out and sign whoever. <laughs> Ryan Tapera, um, Andrew Chafin. If all the other decisions are taken care of, if all the other decisions are taken care of, all the players are properly assessed in September and October. All the proper players are added to the 40-man roster in November for December. All the proper players are added for the 40-man roster in early December. All that's taken care of. All that's totally taken care of. You get through the Rule 5 draft. You deal with what's going on regarding labor tension. Then you get to the offseason. Then you start getting to, okay, now it's reasonable to ask, who are the players that are available? Who are the players that are most likely going to go to other teams? It's so funny seeing 27 different fans. Oh, 20 fans of 27 different teams. Oh, we have to sign Nick Castellanos. We have to sign Cast. We have to sign Nick Castellanos. We have to sign Nick Castellanos. Now, it just, uh, no, not everybody has to sign him. Um, but when you're putting together an April or May bullpen in September, it's really funny. It's really funny. However, there are some edges the Cubs have for 2022 that they really haven't had in a long time. For most of the past, I don't know, what, five, six years? I guess I'd have to go do a bit more research than I have to figure out if five or six years sounds right, but I think it is. Um, many of the people as the as spring training rolled to a close. Spring training rolls to a close. You have your 40-man roster. You have your 40-man roster. You have probably a 13-man bullpen. A 13-man pitching staff. Ooh, 13-man bullpen. Some people love that. 13-man um, pitching staff. Five-man rotation, eight relievers. Five-man rotation, eight relievers. For the eight reliever spots, you have what? 10, 11 guys fighting for the spots, something like that, bullpen range, you know, something like that. Maybe it's a little bit more, maybe it's a little bit less, but you look at the 11 guys fighting for the eight spots. So often with the Cubs in the past four, five, six years, of those 11 or 12 guys that are fighting for the last, or for, for the eight bullpen spots in the roster, 11 guys fighting for the eight spots. Well, only one or two of them can get sent out on the minors. Because the Cubs have gone out and gotten this veteran reliever and that veteran reliever and this other veteran reliever. They brought in this guy and this other guy and they're all veterans and they can only send down like one or two guys. There's, there's only one or two guys that have options left. Only one or two. So they have to, which guy are we going to let go of? Because we can't keep all 11, and we know that. You know, maybe one guy, we're going to put him on the injured list. Okay, well, that, that saves one guy that doesn't have to get released. But if none of the relievers can get sent down to the minor leagues, that really cuts into the team's ability to keep the best eight, keep anywhere close to the best eight, it gets really difficult. Very difficult. So, how about 
just looking at the guys that there are now. now. You know the Cubs are going to sign this reliever, that reliever. My guess is they'll sign one veteran right-hander and one veteran left-hander. Somebody, whoever they are. If it's Andrew Chafin, if it's Ryan Tapera, that would be fantastic. I'd be completely good with it, especially if they can get him on a one-year deal. One-year deal, Andrew Chafin, voila, perfect, bang. One year, Ryan Tapera, perfect, bang. Not a problem with either one of those. But what I'm going to do, what I'm going to do, what I'm going to do is look down the list of potential relievers for the Cubs' 22 bullpen. Potential relievers for the Cubs' 2022 bullpen with one specific question in mind. Can these guys be sent down to the minors? Can these guys get sent down to the minors if it gets to a situation where the Cubs have the, their final 11 guys and they know who their 11 guys are, but somebody's got to go back to the minors? Can these players get sent back down? To the, I don't have the answers on all of them. But it, it'll at least give you a feel. So I'm looking at the list of guys who very reasonably might well be on the 40-man roster over the offseason. And guys that might be in the bullpen. And these are the edicts off of Major League Baseball rules if these players can be directly sent back to Iowa in 2022 without any severe blowback. So here we go. Cody Hoyer, really not sure. Manny Rodriguez, most definitely. Justin Steele, most definitely. Rowan Wick, not entirely sure. Keegan Thompson, most definitely. Tommy Nance, most definitely. Scott Efros, most definitely. Dylan Maples, not a chance. Trevor McGill, most definitely. Adam Morgan, not a chance. Michael Rucker, most definitely. Adrian Sampson, really not sure. So what we're basically looking at is of the guys who might be that quadruple A reliever, that quadruple A reliever who, if he doesn't have everything going on in Mesa, he's you know, hitting hitters and he's giving up too many home runs and his, his command, it just isn't there. And th- he just doesn't look like he's Major League Baseball ready. The Cubs have had so many situations recently where that guy has to get released has to get released, has to get run through the DFA wire, has to get um, put through waivers. But as of this cycle, 2022, I don't know who the 11 guys for eight spots are going to be, but it's going to happen because it always happens. There's going to be, it's going to get to, you know, six or seven days before the end of spring training. Well, you know, the Cubs are only going to be able to put eight guys in the bullpen and they have these 11 guys, and it might, be, it might be any of these 11 guys. It might be any of these 11 guys. But it's not going to be this guy that gets kicked to the curb because he has a guaranteed contract. It's probably not going to be this guy because he's got a guaranteed contract. But with so many of the relievers, Manny Rodriguez can get sent down. I don't know if you consider Justin Steele or Keegan Thompson starters or relievers, but they can still get sent back down. Tommy Nance can get sent back down. 
Trevor McGill can get sent back down. Scott Efros can get sent back down. Michael Rucker can get sent back down. And with guys like, especially like Michael Rucker and Trevor McGill, they very well might not be ready for Wrigley Field in April or May of 2022. They might, they might not be ready. And if you're one of those fans who assesses all relief pitchers on, is this guy ready to contribute at the major league level right stinking now because I have zero patience and I'm not willing to accept the fact that some players might get better on into the future, um, into the future better than they are now. I can't deal with that. (laughs) Players develop. Players develop. Sometimes it goes well. Sometimes it goes poorly. And with relief pitchers, there is no guarantee that the guy who did well last year will do well this year. But with a run of Manny Rodriguez, Keegan Thompson, Tommy Nance, Michael Rucker, Trevor McGill, Scott Efros, all of whom can be sent back down to AAA if it absolutely boils to it. It's not a problem. (laughs) It's really not a problem. It has been a problem far too often for the Cubs in the last few years because they've had so many relievers who, well, he can't go back down. This guy can't go back down. That guy can't go back down. This other guy can't go back down. This guy can't go back down. Well, this guy can go back down, but he's pitching so darn well, we don't want him to. So we have to decide, the Cubs have had to decide, do we want to keep the guy who's doing well or do we want to send down the guy who can actually get sent down? You know, when you have a number of pitchers who you can send them back down and they can do perfectly, perfectly, yeah, that word, perfectly well in AAA and work on what they need to work on. You get a guy like a Michael Rucker or Trevor McGill. There's stuff there. There's stuff there. There's reason to be interested. They could figure it out. They might not. But there's enough there to be interested Leave them on the 40-man roster. Bring them into spring training, whenever whenever spring training is. And if they're among the best nine guys, the best eight guys, the best whatever it ends up being, then they break camp with the parent club. No worries. Not a problem. Fine. They earned it. But if they're just not quite there, the, the, the fastball command, not there. The off-speed stuff, just not there. Then you send back to AAA. No worries. No qualms. No problems. Nothing whatsoever. The Cubs haven't been there in a while. Right now, the Cubs have flexibility for 2022, very possibly. And as they work on their 2022 bullpen in 2022, which is actually when you're working on your 22 bullpen, when they're actually deciding which reliever is going to get guaranteed a spot, there's one more thing to keep in mind. One more thing to keep in mind. And this probably derailed myself the last time I tried to do this podcast. I'm going to full breath this one. Sports agencies. 
have agents who represent players in all sports. All sports, all levels. Some guys, some agencies probably specialize in Italian basketball players or um, Brazilian soccer players or whatever it is. But you have players getting represented. And there are a whole bunch of agencies that have agents that represent professional baseball players. Don't think that's an argument. Some of those baseball players, this is a little bit of future perfect tense. Some of those baseball players who are being represented by agents right now in late January or early February of 2022 are going to realize something. I don't have a 40-man roster spot. I don't have a 40-man roster spot. I might not even have a non-roster invite to Major League Spring Training. At some point, these players have to decide, I want to go somewhere. I want to go somewhere where I know I will get a look if I am doing well. I want to know I can go to a place where if I perform well at AAA, I'm going to get a look at the major league level. I want to go to a place that can increase the likelihood that I will do well in April, in May, in June, in July. And if I do well in April, in May, in June, in July, I will get a call up to the major leagues because I've done well and I deserved it. I've earned it. And for a long time, the Cubs really haven't represented that team. The Cubs really haven't, you know, well, yeah, we're going to have some guys in AAA because we have to have some guys in AAA. But there's never really been the concept of, well, you see, we have a history of, you see, we have some precedent. Now, now, players can look at Adam Morgan. Adam Morgan did not have a 40-man roster spot. Cubs brought him in, did some things, worked on some stuff, let him pitch. And when he did well in Iowa, he got called up in the major leagues. Same with Ryan Meisinger. Same with Jake Jewell. Didn't especially work out as well for them, but they did at least get looks. Adrian Sampson was unemployed in early May. The I-Cubs brought him in because gotta have somebody start games. Cubs brought in Adrian Sampson. Adrian Sampson did well. Adrian Sampson got a call up to the major leagues. And... Adrian Sampson got to start this week against the Cincinnati Reds. The Cubs are starting to represent being that team. If you are the agent of a relief pitcher, of a fringe starter, and you do not have a landing spot, in late January, in early February, or if you're in a situation where you have an opt-out due, opt-out due in mid-March, late March, or if the labor squabbles kick in, you have, you know, whenever, whenever spring training is, you know, I need a job somewhere. I need to be able to go pitch for a team somewhere and hopefully they will reward me 
if I do well. They will let me pitch at the advanced minor league level, and if I do well at the advanced minor league level, they'll call me up to the major leagues. Right now, the Cubs are that team. At least one of those teams. The Cubs gave Adrian Sampson a look. The Cubs gave Adam Morgan a look. The Cubs gave Ryan Meisinger a look. The Cubs gave Shelby Miller a look. That didn't work with Shelby Miller. Didn't work as well with Ryan Meisinger or Jake Jewell either. They, but they gave them looks and they got them to the major leagues. They got them to the major leagues. They got the, how to put it, they're back on play, on general manager's Rolodexes again. Oh, I see this guy's on the DFA wire. He pitched fairly well in the minor leagues. We should probably sign him. That's what Ryan Meisinger was getting signed for. That's what uh, claimed for. That's what uh, Jake Jewell was getting claimed for. And fairly well in the minor leagues. Uh, didn't get totally torched in the major league level. We'll sign him because we need a guy. We need a guy. The Cubs are getting to the point where if teams get, when teams get, when agencies, when pitchers get to the point where, you know, dude, I need a job. I need an organization that's going to let me pitch that's going to let me develop, that's going to maybe have some sort of a pitch lab that's going to get something to click with me that hasn't clicked with me before for whatever reason. The Cubs are one of those teams now. The Cubs are one. They might not be the number one. They might not be the number two. But they are one of those teams now where pitchers are going to be, you know what, if I can't get a contract with that one team that I really want to go to or whatever. Well, what the heck? The Cubs actually did fairly well at that crap last year. The Cubs did fairly well at that crap last year. And the best thing we can go with sometimes is what's the most recent applicable information. And if the most applicable recent information is... Aha! I was looking for those as I interrupt myself. Um, what's the most applicable information now? Most applicable information right now is the Cubs, not horrible at developing pitchers. The Cubs are fairly good at getting relief pitchers from, well, he's maybe a triple-A, quadruple-A guy, to, yeah, let's put him in the major leagues. Let's see how he's doing. Oh, he's actually doing okay. Adam Morgan goes from Nowhereville to, you know, he might stick around on the 40-man roster this offseason. Adrian Sampson, same thing. In March, in February, in July, whatever the hell it is. That's what some agents are going, excuse me, are, wow. Let's get it all out. There you go. That's what some agents are going to be looking for. Who's that team that I can have my triple A, quadruple A pitcher? I want, you want to go. Try to pitch with the Cubs. Because here's one thing you can know about the Cubs. The Cubs, 2022, they're starting pitching at the Iowa level. It's still not going to be there. It's still not going to be there. It's getting close, but it's not going to be there. I'm looking at Alexander Vizcaino. He's not going to be in AAA. Braylon Marquez, I don't know where he's going to be, but he's not going to be in AAA. Um, Anderson Espinosa. At least Marquez won't be starting in AAA. Anderson Espinosa, he might be in AAA by July, but he's not going to be in AAA. 
Um, Abrael Slay, I have no idea where he's going to be. Um, Adrian Sampson, I don't know where he's going to be. The Cub, the the the, the I Cubs are going to have some available roster spots, and some agent is going to say, you know what, you know what, I'd rather have my go my guy go to the Cubs. I'd rather have my guy go to the Cubs, my Triple A, my Quadruple A guy. I want him to go to the Cubs because the Cubs are going to give him a fair shake. They're going to let him pitch, and if he pitches well, they will let him pitch in the major league level. It's not going to be a situation where, oh, we already have 19 guys, and your, your guy, even though he's in AAA, we're not. Cubs don't have any options. The, the Cubs don't have any options as of right now. Now, maybe they'll go out and sign three or four guys in the offseason. They're major league guys, and they're going to be a three or four year deal. No, that's not going to happen. <laughs> no, that's not going to happen. They're going to go out and sign five or six guys on Jack Peterson deals. Some of them will be relievers, some of them might have an outfielder, might have an infielder, might have a starting pitcher, might have a relief pitcher, but it's not It's not going to be the big money deals. If a pitcher is in a situation where it's almost spring training, I don't have a gig, and I want to go pitch for somebody. The Cubs make as much sense for anyone as anybody else does, because they have availability, particularly in the rotation, and in the bullpen in 2022, whenever the season starts, maybe it starts in April, maybe it starts in June, maybe it starts in August. Who the hell knows when it's going to start? The Cubs are going to have a number of different relievers who they can send back down. And they will have a number of starters on the Major League team that possibly, really, maybe, perhaps, shouldn't be on a Major League team, at least the starters. Or maybe they'll have some guys in AAA that, wow, you're just, you're, you're, you're going to run with him as your third starter in AAA because that's where they are now. That's where they are now. Agents know this stuff. Agents know where players can get a look. Agents know where players can get an opportunity to represent. The Cubs are one of those spots. The Cubs are one of those spots because they've done it this year. Adrian Sampson gets a look. Ryan uh, Ryan Meisinger gets a look. Jake Jewell gets a look. Adam Morgan gets a look. As well as how many pitchers have they debuted this year? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. The Cubs have debuted seven pitchers this season. They have debuted seven pitchers this season. Yeah. Yeah, uh, there's there's flexibility, and there's a couple of rotation spots open. Agents are going to know that. Agents are going to know that, and it will not be impossible for the Cubs to get a reasonably decent, reasonable facsimile thereof, of a quality AAA-type, quadruple-A-type starting pitcher. There's only 30 teams. Everybody's pitching is broken. Everybody's pitching is broken. But the Cubs represented that they are doing what agents would like for a team to do if 
they are going to attract that pitcher to come pitch for their organization. Cubs have done what's been asked. They've debuted seven guys. They have brought four guys who used to pitch in the league and gave them goodwill looks. Two of them still around. Two of them designated for assignment claimed. One of them designated for assignment twice. Claimed both times by playoff teams. The offseason, you do the third grade stuff before you do the seventh grade stuff, before you do the eleventh grade stuff, before you do the grad school stuff. First off, you nail the late November deadline, November 19th. Then you nail the December deadline, December 3rd, December 4th, whatever that is. Then at some point, you get around to the free agents. The Cubs are in better shape than they've usually been because they have a whole lot more flexibility with their bullpen than they've had in a very long time. Nobody's talking about it yet. Nobody's talking about it yet. They should be. They should be. Thanks for stopping by. Have a great day. I will talk to you soon.